Hi, and welcome to Cameron's Baptist Church Sermons Podcast. We hope you're blessed by today's message. Be aware of it. He's speaking. Amen. So, um, so Ray, I'm going to uh, uh, introduce him, but uh, you can have a chat with him on our coffee time. Ray has been also a missionary in the Philippines, so he speaks Tagal now. He speaks Tagalog a little bit, yeah? So if you're Filipino, you can come and have a chat with him in Tagalog. So he's been a missionary there. So he, they're all from Portsmouth um, and uh, were friends of Steve. Um, so where Steve went to the church when he was in university. So that's what we need to, when your children go to university, make sure that they go to a church where they can be fed and blessed. <clears throat> yeah, and come back and come back. Um, because some of them are just going and never come back. So we need to pray for them. Amen. So, Ray, uh, you have uh, two children? Three. Three, three children. Uh, two girls and boy, right? And a boy. Two boys and a girl. Two boys and a girl. Oh, I got it wrong. <laughs> so that's, now, Stuart has got two boys and a girl. So, you see, we, so I have three girls. We all have three, three. Right? So, um, just continue to pray for Ray, and he's been a blessing to us. Thank you, Ray. We'll, we'll, we'll get, catch up with you later. And unless you want to say something, please just, just say whatever you want to say. Just, just. No pressure. No pressure. No, no pressure. pressure. Uh, good morning, everyone. Uh, it's wonderful to be with you, and it's, it's, great. it's been a great privilege to be able to share the Word of God um, and speak into the life of the church. And we're really excited uh, to journey with you. And that's exactly what we're doing. We're journeying with you, and uh, we're excited about what God's done. And we're really excited about what God's going to do. Amen. Um, and who know, everyone agree with me that uh, for God to use us, we need to be surrendered. Amen. That means we all have to acknowledge that he knows more than we do. Is that, is that okay? Does that everyone agree with that? Yeah. All right. Fantastic. Which means that God can see what we can't see. So he needs to get us ready even when we don't understand it. When we don't, even sometimes we don't understand what God's doing until he's done what he's going to do. So we have to allow him to prepare us even when we don't know the answers. So let's keep our hearts open, let's keep our hearts surrendered, and let's get ready for what God's going to do next, because guys, it is going to be amazing. Yeah, amen. Amen? amen? Praise God. Praise Thank you. Bless you. Thanks, Ray. Good job. Well done, huh? <laughs> so let's, let's pray for Stuart, shall we? So I want you to stand and uh, let's raise your hands and pray for him. I'm going to Give thanks to the Lord for the offering as well. Lord, thank you so much for the offering and uh, those who brought to your altar, Lord, what uh, the little, uh, just a little bit of so much that you have given them because you have blessed with so, so much, Lord, because whatever we bring to you is not really, uh, uh, Lord, compared to the great blessings you have already poured out of our lives. I'm not saying, Lord, at least um, materially or, 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 or physically, but uh, especially spiritually. That you've been blessing us spiritually uh, in, in, in a great way. So now I pray for uh, Stuart Lord, that you anoint and be upon him. That every word he speaks, pray that the, your Holy Spirit will wrap that with that anointing that needs to touch the hearts of those who are listening. Lord, come and shake your church this morning by the power of your Holy Spirit through um, Stuart's life. In Jesus' name, bless him, Lord. And uh, we pray and thank you. Amen. 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 Thank you.
Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. So, yeah, just want to say thank you for your hospitality. It's been just a blessing being with you guys. We're here Friday night for the men's meeting, Saturday, last night, and, uh, and then this morning, and then we're off back to Portsmouth this afternoon. Um, Anna, thank you for your food. She even made us sandwiches for the journey back. Jim, thank you for your home. Um, truly, he's been an excellent host, and I would recommend Jim's house, uh, house over any hotel in the area. Um, because it's just been a blessing and the conversation and the fellowship has just been wonderful as well. Um, so, so, yeah, my name's Stuart, Stuart Payne. Um, and I was, I, I gave my life to Jesus when I was 10 and I grew up in church. In fact, before I was 10 years old, we were in a Baptist church, quite a traditional church. Um, and then, um, we, my mum, who was, the one that was raising us in God's way took us to this Pentecostal church down the road. And, um, and that's where I spent the rest of my time as a teenager growing up in church. I got baptized at the age of uh, 17. Um, and, and that was really when my, my walk with God really began. Um, it was like a catalyst that it, um, kind of propelled me into the future that God had for me. Um, so I love the fact that we're, you know, believing for baptisms um, in this place, maybe every single week. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Um, and that's not impossible, is it, with God? Um, and, uh, and, and then when I was 21, well, from the age of 17 to 21, this, this guy kept coming to our church. His name was Andy Elms, and he was an evangelist, and he was traveling around the UK, preaching the gospel in lots of different churches and tent meetings and all these different places. And, um, and he, he started talking about this church that he was going to start in Portsmouth. Now, I was a new forest lad, went to church in Southampton. The last place I ever thought of going was Portsmouth. Um, for any of you that know that, you know, the Southampton-Portsmouth rivalry uh, that exists there. And, um, you know, I'd never even been to the city of Portsmouth. But, but he started talking about this church that he was going to start in Portsmouth. And uh, to cut a long story short, I said, yes. I said, yeah, I'll come and be part of your, your team pioneering this church in Portsmouth. And that was when I was 21. That was 25 and a half years ago. And um, God has done just amazing things. Um, Jesus is building his church. Um, and I speak for Family Church Portsmouth. And we've got other congregations in the area now. Um, but I also speak for Camrose Baptist Church. Jesus is building his church. Um, and I really believe the best days are yet to come. Um, I really connect with what you're saying about there being a new chapter. Um, and when I was praying on Thursday, just on Thursday, about what I would be sharing today, um, I really believe that God laid some stuff on my heart that is prophetic for you as a church, but also for many individuals here as well. Um, so I'd, I'd like to ask that you open your hearts up as individuals um, to the Word of God, to what the Lord wants to say, but also as a church community. Uh, that let's open our hearts up to what God wants to say to, to us as a church. And there's been so much that's been said already this way, weekend that is really confirming that, that what God has given me to share with you today, um, I believe, is, is the Word of God. So um, let's just pray again and, and let's just get into the Word of God. So... Lord, I just thank you that my tongue would be the pen of a ready writer. Lord, that you, you would use these words, Lord, to speak life, to speak rhema, Lord, um, into the lives of your people, Lord, and into the life of this church. And I commit this time to you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, 
Uh, the title of what I want to share with you today, the title of my message is this, Do Not Despise the Day of Small Beginnings. So just grab that. Do not despise the day of small beginnings. Okay, you got that? Do not despise the day of small beginnings. Um, I believe that's a word for some people personally, but also for you as a church. So let's turn to Zechariah 4, verses 6 to 10. We're going to read the Word of God. And I'm, by the way, I was very impressed yesterday how the scriptures just kept coming up on the screen, James, um, as, as Ray was speaking. And I wonder if that's going to happen this morning. Should, probably should have given them to you beforehand. Um, but Zechariah 4, verses 6 to 10. Uh, and it says this. There he goes. <laughs> uh, this is from the New Living Translation, but you can use whatever you've got. Um, it says this. Then he said to me, This is what the Lord says to Zerubbabel. It is not by force nor by strength, but by my spirit, says the Lord of heaven's armies. So Ray nicked this scripture last night. Um, he, He shared, you know, it's not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Uh, verse 7, not, nothing, not even a mighty mountain will stand in Zerubbabel's way. It will become a level plain before him. And when Zerubbabel sets the final stone of the temple in place, the people will shout, may God bless it, may God bless it. Then another message came to me from the Lord. Zerubbabel is the one who laid the foundation of this temple and he will complete it. Then you will know that the Lord of heaven's armies has sent me. Do not despise these small beginnings. For the Lord rejoices to see the work begin, to see the plumb line in Zerubbabel's hand. So this is um, a historic moment in the history of Israel. Um, So around 520 BC, that's a long time ago, even older than Jim. Um, That's like two and a half thousand years ago. Hello. Hi. Um, Around 520 BC, the prophet Zechariah brought this word of prophecy to God's people. They'd begun to return to Judah from their captivity in Persia. Now, um, several years before, the first wave of people had returned to Judah from captivity um, in Persia. And um, Zerubbabel had been appointed as the governor of, of Judah at this time, and he'd give, been given the task of rebuilding the temple in Jerusalem, which had been destroyed um, in the Babylonian invasion. So there's a little bit of Jewish history there. Um, and, um, and he'd made some headway, but then everything had come to a stop. What Zerubbabel had done is he'd laid the foundations of the temple. And in this passage of scripture that we just read, God is now speaking to him 17 years later, So there's been nothing happening for 17 years and he's disappointed. He's a bit disheartened and God is now speaking to him and saying it's time to build. And it's not going to be by your might or by your power or by your intelligence or by your skill. It's going to be a work of God that this temple is built. And I I really believe that that is what God is saying to his church. It's not by might or by power, um, it's by the Spirit of God. You know, if, if, we, if, if we really want to see God move in our community and in our um, church family, um, then we have to seek God for the supernatural, for the supernatural move of God. That's what it's going to be. So, so today I really believe that God is saying to us, do not despise the day of small beginnings. Why don't you turn to the person next to you and say, do not despise 
The day of small beginnings. Okay, good stuff. So Zechariah, the prophet here, was sent by God to encourage Zerubbabel to keep going and not look down on what had so far happened, which was essentially there was just a foundation that had been laid. Nothing else had happened. 17 years has passed and, and, and everything seems to have come to a standby. It feels probably to Zerubbabel like, that's it. I've done this journey and I feel like so much time has passed that nothing's going to happen now. Now, there's five things I want to tell you um, about the day of small beginnings, okay? So, number one, in the day of small beginnings, number one, God has not forgotten you. I want you to know that today, uh, for you personally, and for this church, God has not forgotten you. God has not forgotten you. I don't know your circumstances personally. I don't know what you're currently facing. But what I do know is that God has not forgotten you. So that's the first thing I want you to know. Now the name Zechariah actually means God remembered. God remembered. So this prophet called God remembered was sent to Zerubbabel who had started this work. Nothing was happening and God sent him to remind Zerubbabel that God had not forgotten him. God has remembered him. Perhaps Zerubbabel felt like God had forgotten him in Jerusalem after all those years. Perhaps Zerubbabel, such a funny name to say, isn't it? Um, perhaps Zerubbabel um, felt like he'd made a mistake or maybe that he'd misheard God. Maybe God hadn't told him to rebuild the temple in Jerusalem. Maybe he was feeling those things. Have you ever felt like that? Ever felt like you've misheard God? Ever felt like, um, did God really say? Have I misheard God? Maybe, maybe God's moved on to something else? Well, I want you to know today that God hasn't forgotten you. You need to know that. In fact, God has never stopped watching over you. He takes delight in watching over your life. Psalm 121 verse 5, James. Psalm 121 verse 5 says, The Lord himself watches over you. The Lord stands beside you as your protective shield. The Lord himself watches over you. Just get that image of God, your Father in heaven. He's watching over you. He's watching over you today. The Lord stands as your protective shield. So even in those times when you feel alone, when you feel like maybe God's forgotten you, maybe you feel like you've misheard God, maybe you feel like... Um, You've, you've strayed from his path, even though you felt you were doing the right thing at the time. Well, maybe today God is saying, I'm watching over you. And it delights me to see that you haven't given up. It delights me to see that you've started the work that I entrusted to you. And that's all that God asks you to do. Sometimes you just need to know that you've done the right thing. You've taken the right step and God is going to do the rest. This verse reminds me, in moments when I feel like I'm alone, when I feel like I'm unseen, when I feel like I'm forgotten, that God is very much with me. Amen? Um, do you remember Hagar was sent out by Abraham? Um, uh, by Abraham. And, um, and she was sent out with Ishmael. And, and she was in the wilderness and she came to this spring. And, and she felt alone and she felt forgotten and she felt like God had just 
rejected her um, because man had rejected her. But in that moment, she experienced God. God came and visited her. And what did she say the name of God was? The God who sees. You're the God who sees, is what she said. And God sees you. When I was 16 years old, I was in church, and I was worshipping. And I'd, I'd fallen in love with Jesus, and I was worshipping God. I didn't know that God had a plan for my life. I just loved Jesus. And, um, and this man who was stood a couple of rows back from me, a man of God, at the end of the service, he gave me a scrap of paper. It was on full gospel businessmen's paper. Anyone heard of the full gospel businessmen? Um, and uh, it was just torn off. And on that piece of paper, it, it said this. It said, as we were worshipping, I saw the way you worshipped, and the Lord told me that you have some Holy Spirit preaching ministry. And I read it, and do you know what that did for me? It didn't make me want to become a preacher. Um, <laughs> I'm still not sure about that. But, but what it did for me is it made me realize that God saw me. I felt seen by God. And, and I'll tell you what, there's people in this world, and there's probably people sitting here right now, you need to know that God sees your life. God sees you. God, you haven't misheard God. And God hasn't changed his mind. So don't let go of the promises of God over your life. Let's not let, ever let go of the promises of God over his church. Um, he's promised to build his church. Um, God is faithful to all his promises. Amen? Amen? And he has not forgotten what he said he would do. So that's the first thing. In the day of small beginnings, God has not forgotten you. Um, in this, the second thing. In the day of small beginnings, God is just getting started. So, we judge everything by chronos, by a timeline, right? That's what we do. Um, now, the passing of 17 years for Zerubbabel must have felt really disheartening. 17 years is a long time. Um, every day, he went out as the governor of Judah, walking around, and he didn't see a temple. He saw Stones on the ground, in fact, under the ground, a foundation that had been laid for the temple that he desperately wanted to build but hadn't been able to for various reasons. That must have been really disheartening. Every day he saw the, the foundation of the temple, he saw the preparation that had gone into what would be the future, but nothing had been built on it yet. And I just want to ask you this morning, have you ever had a time in your life where you feel like you've been through this time of preparation, where foundations have been laid, where God has prepared you for something, and then nothing? And you're like, well, God, like, I thought you promised me. I thought you said you were going to do this and that um, in and through my life. The foundation's been laid, the preparation's been done, but nothing's been built on it. You feel so ready. So equipped, and nothing you expected unfolds as you expected it to. Um, Zerubbabel must have felt so disappointed that the temple didn't get built on the foundation that he laid. Perhaps he thought, well, that's it. My journey's over. I've been doing this for a long time now. I'm pretty much at the end of the journey. But I want you to hear this this morning. When we think it's all over, God is just getting started. <laughs> Our end could well be God's beginning. Yeah. I love books where I come to the end of the book 
and it leaves it on a cliffhanger. And I know there's another book to come. And I want to get that book and find out what happens, right? And, and, but sometimes, in our human thinking, we get to the end of the book and think, well, that was an anticlimax. Um, I was expecting a lot more. I was expecting God to do a lot more there, but I feel like I've come to the end of the book. And I just want you to know this morning that you think you're at the end, God's only just getting started. You think you're like at the end of the journey. You think you're done. God's only just getting started. If you have life and breath in your body, God is only just getting started. He's the God of new things. He's the God that makes all things new. That's what he does. And, and, and I really believe that. I believe it for Family Church. I believe it for Camrose Baptist Church. I believe it for my life, for my wife, for my children, that God is just getting started. I believe it over your life today. Don't allow circumstances to make you think that's, that, that's it. You've come to the end. Actually, God is just getting started. He's a God of redemption. He's the God that makes all things new. There's nothing God can't redeem. Do you know that today? Nothing. In fact, the messier it is, the greater God is glorified through the redemption. That's how it works with God. There's nothing he can't redeem. Wow. So Proverbs 13 verse 12 says this. This is NIV. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. Ever been there when hope has been deferred? You know, delayed? Things you're hoping for just haven't happened as you wanted them to, as you expected them to? It makes your heart sick, doesn't it? You feel so disheartened, so gutted, so disappointed. But hey, I want you to know today that when you've come to the end, God's only just getting started. And actually, there is every possibility when you give it back to God, when you keep trusting his promises, that you're going to see that longing fulfilled. And that is a tree of life. That is something that refreshes you and builds you and causes you to to see that God is, is truly doing something. Suddenly... All that preparation that Zerubbabel had done was actually going to be used. 17 years later, suddenly God was doing something new and that was going to be now used for God's glory. Look at your life. Look at your church. Maybe you've been at it for years. Your view is that you're coming to the end of the journey. You haven't seen the fruit that you've hoped for. And God today is saying, I'm only just beginning. It's only just begun. Carpenters. <laughs> Chris knows it. <laughs> God's saying it's only just begun. I'm only just beginning. I'm, I'm ready to use you now. Maybe you had to wait because God wanted to do something in the waiting. I really believe that God works in the waiting. <laughs> As frustrating as it is, God works in the waiting. We adopted our third child, Lola, and um, we were so disappointed um, when we started the process of adoption um, because we, we had tried to adopt this one child and it had all fallen through. But that whole process took 18 months and we were so disappointed. Um, a week after it fell through, social services presented us with a profile of a child um, that was going to be our daughter, Lola. And um, within a month, we'd met the family. Within three months, she um, was in our family. And God turned everything around. 
and redeemed what we thought was just a mess and just a, a failure and just did we hear God? God turned it around. And I have this little angel that completely adores me. I, I can do nothing wrong in her eyes. <laughs> it's wonderful. <laughs> um, yeah, so when the boys give me a hard time, they're 18 and 15, the boys. My seven-year-old girl, which makes it all better. <laughs> it's cool. I love being the dad of a girl. <laughs> you know about that. <laughs> uh, right, so, you know, the seasons of preparation, laying foundations, even waiting will not be wasted. It says in Galatians 6, verse 9, let's not get tired of doing what is good. Let's not get weary in uh, doing good. Just at the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Amen? Amen. So that's the second thing. I've got three more. I'm going to speed up. Um, so in the day of small beginnings, God has not forgotten you. Amen? Amen? Number two, God is just getting started. Number three, God is working behind the scenes. Now, I love the story of Esther. I was talking to someone about this the other day. I can't remember who. Anyway, I love the story of Esther. And because um, I'm not going to go into the details, but it just reminds me there, there are too many things that happen that to be coincidences. Clearly, God is doing something behind the scenes of Esther's life. God is working behind the scenes to, to bring about his kingdom purpose. Um, when it feels like you've got stuck in a moment, there's another song there, isn't there? You too. And you can't get out of it. Um, when it feels like you got stuck in a moment of small beginnings and that nothing is happening, remember that God is working behind the scenes of your life for your good and for the good of his kingdom. We so easily, don't we, we get wrapped up in, in, in what, where we're at right now and we take our minds off of the fact that God's an eternal God who is the author and the finisher, who, is, who, who knows the end from the beginning and who is working right the way through even when we can't see it. He's working behind the scenes of our lives. And it says in Romans 8.28, surprised you haven't already got that one on the screen there, James. Uh, Romans 8.28, it says, And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and who are called according to his purpose for them. God causes all things to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Isn't that good to know? That God's able to do that. Now, I don't know how that works. <laughs> I don't know how when we feel like we're in the midst of failure or rejection or mess up, God's able to work in those times, when we feel like we're, we're in a time of loss and grief and, and turmoil, somehow God's able to work behind the scenes. But, you know, it's Harvest Sunday today, and I don't know how, I mean, there's no fresh fruit and veg here, because they want non-perishables, don't they? Um, but I don't know how it works, how a, a cabbage um, grows underground. You sow the seed. And then a few months later, I don't even know how long it is, um, you dig it up and it's a cabbage. I don't know how that happens, but it's happening. And it's happening the whole time without us even knowing it's happening, isn't it? It's that seed time and harvest thing that God promised would, would never cease as long as the earth remains. Seed time and harvest. And so we trust then, don't we, that, that if God has promised 
that if we're on the journey that God has called us to, then behind the scenes, God is working. All we have to do is faithfully sow the seed and water. And who brings the increase? God. It's the Lord that brings the increase, right? Um, and when we were praying yesterday morning, like this whole weekend, I've been just like new chapter. Uh, you talked about Elijah and the small cloud on Friday night. You know, when, when, again, when we see a small cloud, God's already at the end of that journey and, and, and incredible things are already happening. Supernatural things are already happening. And at the prayer meeting um, yesterday morning, uh, I just had this picture of a river and just felt this river um, is the church, representative of the church. And sometimes we look at the surface and we don't see a lot happening on the surface, but underneath there's this strong current of God. God's doing something under the surface um, and it's not always visible, but I really believe that in these days it's going to become visible. We're going to see, we're going to see greater things um, than we've seen before. Um, and there's something about fish there as well. You know, um, fish in the Bible represents souls. Um, Jesus said, I'll make you fishers of men. And I just think that um, always when God is moving, when there's a move of God, there is always salvation. There are always people that come to Christ. Um, and I just think that God's already started the work under the surface um, to reach the fish in this community, as it were. Um, and we're going to see a great harvest of fish uh, in these times. Praise God. So, where was I? I don't know how it works, but it works. Uh, the best thing we can do in those times where we can't see anything happening, is to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That's, that's, sometimes that's all we've got. Sometimes that's all we know to do. Keep seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Keep doing good. Keep doing the thing that we know God has called us to do. If you know what you're doing is right, keep doing it. Keep doing it until God tells you to do something else. Keep taking the path that God told you to take. And maybe the other thing we should do in those times when we don't see anything happening is get on our knees and pray and worship the Lord. Because that's seeking first the kingdom of God. You know, that's the most, I guess, the most basic way of seeking first the kingdom of God. Worship Jesus. Surrender your life to him. Because there's so much, as Ray was saying just now, and it's just been said over and over again this weekend. There's so much that can, God can do with a surrendered life. Yeah. Praise God. So Matthew 6, verse 33. I'm sure you know it. Seek first the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, righteously and he will give you everything you need. All the stuff we need, it's on its way. It's on its way. Trust God. Seek him first. Amen. So... In the day of small beginnings, number one, God has not forgotten you. Number two, God is just getting started. Number three, God is working behind the scenes. Number four, God will empower you. He will empower you. Let's go back to the start of the passage that we read earlier today. This is from the New King James Version. This is what Ray quoted last night. So he answered and said to me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Yet all of this I wrote down on Thursday. 
I've never even spoken to Pastor Robson before. He's very, very trusting, by the way. He obviously trusts Steve Glenn a lot. Um, never even messaged. Never, never. I didn't. I meant to look at your website even before, and didn't even do that. Um, we turned up, <laughs> um, but I prayed and I said, "Lord, what do you want me to share?" And I really believe that this is the word of the Lord um, yeah. for you. And, and I think it's been confirmed over the weekend as, as, as we've sort of got to this place. But all of this I wrote down before we even got here. Um, so not by, my, not by power, but by my spirit. Um, what God wants to do is way beyond me and you, isn't it? Um, in your life, what God wants to do, it's way beyond you. It's way beyond your intellect, way beyond your ability, way beyond your strength. I mean... Not all of us are as strong as Ray over here, Mr. Protein. Um, but um, it's even way beyond Ray. It's, it's way beyond what we are able to naturally or physically achieve in our own strength. The preparation that God has done in your life so far is great. And God's going to use everything that he's prepared God didn't say to Zerubbabel after these 17 years of waiting, he said, good job with that foundation, but we're going to build it over here now. Now, actually, God used the preparation that had taken place. Um, the next part of what God did was built on the foundation of what God had done. And I'll tell you what, there's some amazing foundations in your life. There's been some amazing times of preparation. In this church, there's been some incredible foundations laid, hasn't there? There's an incredible legacy. Um, there's, there's been some amazing things that God has done, but I believe the best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. This is indeed a new chapter, and it's going to be a move of God. It's not going to be by might or by power, but it's going to be by the Spirit of God. What God wants to do is supernatural. It's going to be a work of his spirit, just as it was on the day of Pentecost. The disciples had waited for 10 days. I mean, not 17 years like Zerubbabel. They'd waited for 10 days. But just imagine, right? Jesus says to them, he's off, he's ascended into heaven. And, and he says to them, right, go to the upper room and just wait, pray, worship, wait. So they do that day after day. After day. I mean, come 10 days, I don't know about you, but I'd be getting a little bit like, uh, I think we might have misheard God here. Not sure if we're doing the right thing. Did God really say, well, that sounds like a, a devil thing, doesn't it, to, to have in your mind. Did God really say? Well, I'll tell you what, he did. They, they, they did what they knew was right to do. They got on their knees, they prayed, they worshipped, and then there was a supernatural move of God. The Holy Spirit was poured out, and the, the church was birthed, and God turned the world upside down through these people. Um, they did the one thing that they knew, knew that they should do. They sought first the kingdom of God, and they didn't stop doing it. They prayed, they sought God's face, and then suddenly, suddenly, like a rushing mighty wind the Holy Spirit came and empowered them and, and then they, they just went crazy for Jesus all over the world um, God recently spoke to me about something um, in family church um, so my role in family church is, is executive pastor and I've been trying to work out what that means for years um, but basically um, my, my role is to, to, to run the operations of the church 
Um, I preach in all of our congregations. We've got five congregations, so I go around preaching. Um, uh, just over a year ago, my wife and I handed over our Portsmouth congregation to, to a younger couple who are just brilliant. Um, and so that's freed us up to, to sort of get out a little bit more. Um, and so that, that's my role within our, our church set up. And um, so I get involved with a lot of the operational stuff. And there's, a, there's some plans that we've been thinking about for, for um, developing our space in, in Portsmouth. And, um, and, and I mean, the, the church, many of them don't even know that, that we have these conversations because it's, it's difficult to announce stuff before you've taken too many steps. But anyway... Um, so keep it secret. Um, but, you know, there's, there's something that, that we've been believing for in terms of buildings in Portsmouth. And um, there's been some practical steps that we've been taking. Um, and the other day, two weekends ago, I was in a meeting in Bolton, of all places, uh, Manchester area. And I was in a meeting, and I just felt God say to me, wait for the promise. Wait for the promise. And, um, and it occurred to me that what God is going to do isn't, we're not going to work it out. We're not going to raise the money naturally. Um, we're not going to, you know, through our own intellect, sort it all out. But it's going to be a work of God. And I was just reminded that if we're going to see a work of God, we've got to get on our faces and seek God. We've got to pray. We've got to be a praying people because then God can move in supernatural ways. Amen. So in your life, in your life, if, you, if you've got dreams for your life, and I hope you have, then most of those dreams will only be achieved by a move of God in your life. The stuff that God really wants to do, the stuff that is beyond you, it's going to, be, it's going to happen because God moves in your life. So what's the best thing we can do? Seek his face, pray, get in our upper room and wait for a move of God. So that's the fourth thing. And the last thing, when it comes to the day of small beginnings, just a quick recap, God has not forgotten you. Number two, God is just getting started. Number three, God is working behind the scenes. Number four, God will empower you. And number five, God has given you the right tools. God has given you the right tools. And I can't leave this passage from Zechariah chapter 4. This is verse 10, please, James. It says, do not despise the, these small beginnings. Do not despise the day of small beginnings. Do not despise the day of small beginnings. For the Lord rejoices to see the work begin, to see the plumb line in Zerubbabel's hand. That's interesting. Do you know what? I've read this passage so many times. And I've never really thought about what that plumb line represented, but we're going to talk about that now. Um, but just before we do, I want you to know that God has put the right tools in your hand for the job. As an individual, God's put the right tools in your hand. Camrose Baptist Church, God has put the right tools in your hand for the job. Right now, everything you need to, to achieve what God's called you to do is here. It's here. He's given you the right people with the right skills, the right tools. It's all here. It's all ready to go. Um, in my imagination, Zechariah is saying this to Zerubbabel. He says, so see the plumb line in Zerubbabel's hand. And Zerubbabel's standing there. Suddenly he looks down and he's like, whoa, what's that in my hand? That's a plumb line. How did that get there? 
And, and I just think God, God is clever like that. Sometimes even we don't know what tools we've got in our hand until we're prompted by the Holy Spirit to have a look um, and, and to actually say, maybe this is something that God's given me that I need to use for his kingdom and for his glory. Amen? So Zerubbabel had no idea that he had this plumb line in his hand until um, he was reminded by Zechariah, look at what's in your hand. Now, he may have thought, what's this measly plumb line going to do to get a gigantic temple built? But, of course, God didn't ask him to work it all out, did he? God didn't ask Zerubbabel to work out how the temple was going to get built. God just said, use what's in your hand. Of course, a plumb line is for getting walls straight, isn't it? It's, you hold it up and you make sure everything's nice and straight. And that was the first step. Just get some rocks and start building. And I believe that as Zerubbabel started building, other people saw what he was doing, came along and said, we could do that too. And they brought their skills. They brought what was in their hand. And prophetically, um, I believe that God is going to bring others with the right skills to Camrose Baptist Church. That, that the Lord has only just begun. This is a new chapter and God is adding to your number and he's going to add the right people. He's going to bring people that have the right things in their hands to do what the Lord has called you as a fellowship to do in this community. To rock this community's world. To do radical things for the kingdom of God in this community. I really believe that. But how does it start? It starts by you saying, this is what's in my hand. I'm going to use it, and I'm going to use it for the glory of God. Amen. So you might feel like you haven't got a lot in your hand right now, but God has given you everything you need to start the building and, and to move on to bigger things. What do we have to do? We have to step out in faith, use what God's given us, and then God will send other people along to complement that. So God says to me today and to you today, he says to you today personally and as a congregation, he says, do not despise the day of small beginnings. And when I come here, you know, I look around and I think, well, I, I, in the natural, I think actually there's not small beginnings. There's some great stuff going on here already. Um, and then I'm reminded, well, like God is so much more. Like there is so much more that God is going to do in the midst of his people. So in this moment, for you and for the church here, five things God wants you to remember. Number one, he has not forgotten you. Number two, he is just getting started. Number three, he is working behind the scenes. Number four, he will empower you. He will empower you. Number five, he has given you the right tools. Praise God. Before we just pray and commit these words to God, I'm just aware this is something we do in family church every week. Um, I'm just aware that there may be people here who have never made a commitment um, to walking with God, to uh, put your faith in Jesus. Um, earlier on, Pastor Robson, as he was introducing the communion, um, and I just love what you said, um, just every part of it actually, but um, he was talking about if you have repented of your sin if you've repented if you've said God I changed my mind I want to go your way and if you've put your faith in Christ then you're eligible to take of the bread and of the wine 
because you've accepted Jesus. You've received him as your Lord and Savior. Um, and, and I just want to, to kind of give you the opportunity to make that a formal thing today. To, if you believe in your heart today, if you've said, God, I don't want to live my way anymore. I want to live your way. I want to live for your kingdom, God. I realize this world has got nothing to offer me, but I know that you have got so much more to offer me, including eternal life. And so, God, I want to make a commitment to following you. I believe in you, Jesus, today. I want, want to ask everyone to just pray this prayer that I'm going to uh, just read out today. And I'd like everyone to just pray it out loud with your voice today. And if you've never prayed a, prayed a prayer like this today, make this your prayer personally. Make this your declaration of your faith in Jesus this morning. So would you just, just close your eyes and just bow your heads for a moment. And just pray these words out with me this morning. Say together, Dear Father, I accept that I cannot live up to your perfect standard and I repent of my sin. Thank you for sending Jesus to pay the price for my sin. I believe that you forgive me and make all things new. I surrender to you and want to take your path for my life. So please fill me with your Holy Spirit and empower me to live a life that honors you. Thank you for loving me. Amen. Would you just keep your heads bowed just for a moment and keep your eyes closed. If anyone prayed that prayer today and you've never prayed a prayer like it, but this is your declaration of faith in Christ today, would you just, wherever you're sitting, just raise your hand and say, yeah, that was me. I prayed that prayer and I meant it with all of my heart today. I'm giving my life to Christ. Thank you and thank you. Praise God. Anyone else today? I prayed that prayer for the first time. I'm coming back to Jesus today. I'm not going to do my own thing anymore, but I want to serve God with my whole heart. I'm coming back to God. Anyone else today? Thank you. Praise God. Wonderful. Make sure you talk to someone after the service. Make sure you tell someone that you made that commitment today. If you don't have a Bible, make sure you ask one of the team here. I'm sure they can sort you out with a Bible as well. Yeah. Wonderful. Would you just lift your heads? And actually, would you just stand with me as we close this morning? I think I've probably run a few minutes over. But I'd just like to pray for you. And if you connected with one of those five things that I was talking about today, then why don't you just spend just a minute right now just committing yourself to hearing what God says to you about that thing. So what were those five things? Number one, God has not forgotten you. If that means something to you today, grab it in your heart and say, God, thank you that you've not forgotten me. In my time of small beginnings, in my time of waiting, God, thank you that you've not forgotten me. Number two, God is just getting started. If that has hit you today, if you realize today that you're not at the end, but you're, God's just getting started, grab that today third one was that God is working behind the scenes of your life 
If you realize today that even though you don't see it on the surface, even though you haven't seen anything coming through the surface of the soil, God is working. He's working behind the scenes of your life. Grab it today. Number four, that God will empower you, that God wants to do in your life. What God wants to do is a supernatural work. It's something that's beyond you. It's something that only He can do by His Holy Spirit. Grab it today. And number five, God has given you the right tools. You've been looking at what's in your hand thinking that's not enough. And God is saying, step out and use it then. Step out and use it and see what I'll do. Step out and use it and see what I'll do. And as a church, God's saying, step out and use what I've given you and see what I'm going to do. I'm going to add to your number. I'm going to bring the right people for what's next. But first, step out and use what you've got. I want to challenge you today. If you're an attendee of this church, if you come here on Sundays, start serving. Start asking the pastors. um, Ask the team here, what can I do to serve the church? I've got these gifts. I've got these skills. I've got these talents. How can I serve the church? And don't come with an agenda. Don't come telling them what you're going to do. Come offering what you've got. Come offering what you've got. And if God wants to use it, he'll open the door for that. Praise God. Lord, I thank you that you bless your people today. I thank you that you've spoken into our hearts. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that you truly are working behind the scenes. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that when we come to the end, actually, you're just getting started. And I thank you, Lord, that you're writing a book right now, which is the sequel to the one that we've come to the end of right now. We're in the last chapter of this first book, and you have just prepared the first chapter of your next book. And and prophetically, I present it to you today. Camrose Baptist Church. God is presenting you with this new book. It's a new day. It's a new chapter. And and God is doing something in this place. Surely the Lord is here. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Before we sing the song, in in my experience with God in my life, serving Him, when I was standing there, I felt something that I felt many times when I know God is doing something. The first thing I want to ask you, if if there is anyone here who made that decision as well, and you're willing to be baptized, please come and talk to me. Or you can also talk to Sharina um, here, and then we will uh, help you, and I will meet with you, and then we'll go on from there. If you have been touched by God this morning, and you know what is in your hands, and you want to use that for the glory of God, please come and talk to me. And I'm going to help you the best way I can to help to equip you and also to encourage you to serve the Lord. And my prayer, my desire, is that every member of Camrose serve the Lord in the gift the Holy Spirit has given to you because He does that according to the needs of His body. So please come and let's have a chat about that. And so just uh, wrapping things up, we have our prayer every Monday on Zoom. We have toddlers groups here on Thursday. And uh, uh, we have a girls brigade on Wednesday evening. Um, We have uh, also 
a small group here on Wednesday morning, right? Starts at, is at 10 o'clock. Uh, it's 10 o'clock. Um, for those who are, if you have time, even if you're retired, please come and join the, the small group here at uh, Wednesday, 10 o'clock. So on Thursday evening, also, I have, a, I have a small group here at the church. Please, if you want to join us, please come and join me here. We have about 12 people here who meets every uh, Thursday. We also have a gyms. Um, Jim's in calling there. If you want to um, talk to him, also we've got a Zoom uh, meet for you that cannot um, travel or go anywhere. Have a chat with Jim and be blessed by also participating in his group. Um, anything that I'm forgetting, we have... Oh yeah, um, the gift box, uh, the, um, join the box, uh, is uh, what we do is we, we got this box and uh, we put uh, some gifts for Christmas for children of different age. Um, if you want to know more about the, the join the box, you can speak to Andrew or Ruth. She's at the kitchen now. But uh, you can also speak to Chris. Um, he will explain to you what it is. Uh, we help a, a church in Romania and that's we, we are connected to, to them over there. So let's keep um, blessing those children over there and the church as well, which is a tool for them also to preach the gospel and to, to give those who have very little or nothing. And uh, so just uh, also for the men to heads up, um, I'm going to send you the date for our men's meeting. So be ready, get ready, and we're going we're gonna to be meeting very soon. And may the Lord bless you. So let's sing a song together and then we'll say grace together. After that, please come and join us here for coffee. And if anyone here needs prayer, please come and let us know. We will gladly pray for you. Okay? Thanks for listening. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. If you want more information about Camrose Baptist Church, visit our website, www.camrosebc.org.uk. Follow us on Instagram at Camrose Baptist Church and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Camrose Baptist Church Edgeware.